Good morning to everyone out there listening to, to this podcast live. I was as we're pre-recording that, so it's the twenty-second. But you'll be listening to this on Saint Stephen's Day. I hope everyone is is stuffed to the brim and turkey and ham. I suppose a lot of people will be going to the races. She's glad they haven't been cancelled in, in the meantime. I hope everyone had a nice time with their family and were able to actually meet their family because cases are rising very high, Matt. But I suppose we're here today to talk about the, the year that was Limerick Curling year and. I suppose for the second year in a row and the third time in three years, it was an incredible year for John Kiley's men. Retained all Iron titles for the first time, uh, win three in a row in Munster. There was huge success for the club teams as well, underage teams. Another brilliant year. So stay tuned for all that and more as we look back on 2021 as it was for Limerick Hurland. Impression the game, we get old with what you put into it's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? He's just about kept in. Oh, wow. Oh, and Shirley Buckley to do that to Tomas O'Shea. He deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the world court today. No more about him. They made all the run and that was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? No sympathy in this game for anybody. Matt, we smile at that intro video every every single week. We watch it. I suppose we watch it twice a week, and we still smile at it. But I could watch it twice to, a year, Jack, even twice an hour. Will we have to put Kyle Hayes' goal in there next year? Um, I put up a thing on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram about moments of the year, and it was all Kyle Hayes' goal against Tipperary. Um, just try and sum it up there um, alongside Kieran Carey, famous point against Clare, 96. I should look, Jack, um, they, 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 they were equally, um, you know, you, you, you'll say I'm sitting on the fence in this one. They were, they were equally excellent scores, but they, they were equally ex- excellent scores for two different reasons. Um, first of all, Kieran Carey's was was the one that knocked out Clare out of the All-Ireland Um the throne the champions and it came in the very very last minute and, and like that there was no recovery and um that that's the part of the huge romance and the, and the significance of that one but Kyle Hayes was equally important it was mm-hmm. at a time when the Rick were really struggling to get back into the game against Tipperary and it didn't look bright but I'll tell you when he went up and got that goal it was the execution of it, Jack was just um, the execution of both were just absolutely fantastic. I say again, thanks be to God, they were both by Limerick men. Yeah, I was, I was watching Kyle's goal there yesterday again, and you really couldn't tire of watching. I know it off my heart now. Keen Lynch gives him a hand pass just inside 65, takes on Dan McCormick, drops the shoulder. Brilliant run by Shane Flanagan to bring out Paddy Maher. Um, Hayes puts on to the hurley, backs it down, puts on the hurley again, drops the shoulder, and backs into the corner. It's just if somehow you missed the goal, Matt. Well, it was one of those way, days anyway. He was saying to defenders, "Out of my way, I'm I'm on the warpath," you know, and then yeah. dropping the shoulder, dropping the shoulder to stop Keen Hayes, uh, Kyle Hayes. I don't think would take you very far. 
No, I, I'd say if Kyle if, if gets ahead of steam like that, forget about it. If somehow you've gone through 2021 without watching that goal, um, get away from us talking. Go back and find us another time. Um, go find that video. It's on It's on our website at some stage. We have an in-depth view into it. Um, Kyle has a goal against Tipperary in, in the Munster final. Um, uh, Limerick were down at halftime. And we were talking about that game in depth. But I suppose it was just another moment that these Limerick players are putting together, Matt. And with 40,000 of us, thank God, in Crow Park in late in late August, um, on the 22nd of August, we, we got our award. We got that All-Ireland final win with people actually in the stands after 2020. It was just brilliant to see. And I just, that, that All-Ireland final game has so many different stories that match, you could say. Keen Lynch's display Two halves, his first half, he's two, setting up 2-10, his second half, scoring five more points to go. His first half point, Gerard Hegarty got two goals. Limerick got 3-18 in the first half. Limerick got 3-32 overall, beat Cork by 16 points. Um, where do you want to start with that other five Jack, you're asking me a question. Um, I'll be rhetorical for a minute and, and ask you two questions. Where do I start and above all, where do I finish? Or do, could you finish? No, we're, um, not finished, we're not finished yet. We'll keep this going for as long as we can. But yeah, you make a fair point. Look, Jake, I suppose... Jake I, I, I've been around this game for a long, long time. And, and um, like it, it, it was 170 minutes. Like 2018 was fantastic. It ended 45 years of a wait. Um, you know, for an All Ireland, and we suffered an awful lot of heartbreak in that forty-five years, Jack. And that that one performance in Croke Park in twenty twenty-one, it made up for it all in spades. Like, you know, we, we we've suffered so much at the hands of Cork over the years, unlucky, and you know, and you talk about great scores that Limerick people got, Limerick players got. We were on the receiving end um, of a fantastic goal by John Fenton. In the Munster Championship game in Tullus. Um, you know, but I, I honestly think that it it, it was it, it was the type of game and the type of performance, I'd say, that you would absolutely dream about. And to be a wildest dream, because you 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 would convince yourself that there would be no possibility of it becoming a reality. It was the consummate performance, Jack. It was the complete performance from 1 to 15 and those that came on. Um, it, it was just phenomenal. Records fell. Records were shattered on, on, on the day, and rightly so. It, it, it probably, Jack, you know, and I, I get criticised for um, saying Lynch, Keen Lynch is the greatest horror of all times. Um, it, it, it was probably the finest team performance by any team in an All-Ireland final. I I, don't I can think of I can think of Kilkenny performances, but not at that level, Jack. Three goals and eighteen points in thirty-five minutes is just simply phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. To win most games. Oh, mentioned the games. It would have it would have won the Ireland final. Cork scored one twenty-two. It would have won the Ireland final if they had yeah. just down tools and went in at half time. And like that first half is just. It's the pinnacle of hurling. It, you're never, ever going to see a half like that. And if you do, it'll probably be the slimmer team in the next, I suppose, 12, 24 months. But I suppose the right was on the wall straight away. Um, with Keenan scoring a point from 
from the throwing, and it showed a lot of what's good about Limerick that we live to know who bully and he's opposition, and and then this unselfishness in the Limerick team to give it up player in the better position and mm-hmm. Keen Lynch would usually give a pass there, but since the nut was on, decided to throw this over from outside line up to 65. No bothers to Keane. And then a couple of Cork hit back with a free from Patrick Corrigan. You're thinking the game here. And Keane Lynch then again, um, with just, I don't know how to describe it, just a little flick off his hurley into the hand to just takes out two Cork defenders. Aaron Glam makes a brilliant run away from, from uh, Geroad Hegarty. Hegarty takes the ball and drives the net. Sarah Donovan makes a brilliant run and falls over. Because he just bamboozled by what he Lynch has done. But you could see in the first five minutes that this Limerick team are operating on a different level. You could, yet, yet when Shane Kingston got the goal, you yeah. said to yourself, he had his game on. Um, two games in 2018, you know, came coming back to you immediately. The game in Parky Keefe, which ended in a draw on that mammoth All Ireland semi final in 2018. But not a bit of it. Um, uh, came Shane Kingston, if anything, only sparked Limerick to. To a new level altogether. Um, we don't want but, to anger the Limerick team. <laughs> but Limerick, Limerick were up from it from the very start, Jack. And and um, you know, I, I, we did say all the year and last um, this year, particularly when Limerick were going poor in the league. You know, the roadmap was there for an All Ireland Championship. You'd Cork, you'd the Munster final, the All Ireland semi final, and the final. Like it was nice. And condensed, bit congested, but condensed. You 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 knew what you had to do, and it was a question of getting to peak at the right time. And by God, did Limerick, um, John Kiley, Paul Kinnock, and their management team did they get it spot on? Oh, definitely spot on. I suppose we'll look at this Limerick team and, and what they've done as a whole later on. I suppose in the next few minutes. But starting off in that year, um, we waited a long time for Lee to return to Tipperary. In the Gaelic round, it's probably again best remembered for Limerick wearing that centenary year jersey. I think it finished 20 points to all. It was, I suppose, it was a bit of a letdown after a long wait. It just never hit the heights. I suppose it's different when you're not at the ground and you're watching more. But then, last well, it, 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 it was the first time also that Limerick hadn't won in 14 games, had yeah. not won, you yeah, know. Yeah. And then the following week, they lost that long unbeaten run. So they'd lost their, their winning streak first, and then the unbeaten run, and then they'd lost the Walford. And you win three games out of win, and I know we we spoke about the time we we weren't too worried. But do you think there was an overall sense of worry, or even probably optimism, in other counties that were like, "Oh, we can get at this Limerick team that they've." Ah, that probably was Jack, but but um, I I I came out of Walsh Park anyway, and I said it to those with me that you know, um, these are two teams going in the opposite direction, um, and I said the losers are are are, are going in the right direction. Um, uh, sorry, yeah, the losers, Limerick, were, were, were going in the right direction. Um, I, I, I could see it that day, and sure, look, they, 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 they went on and they trounced Cork then in the, in, the, in the next round, and then they had what, I suppose, no disrespect to Westmead, but a routine win over Westmead, and like the rest is history, Jack. Yeah, was it the size of the red jersey in the Gaelic grounds that probably spurred this Limerick team into life, and they hit over 33 points in the Gaelic grounds. I don't know if the county team has ever hit a score like that, but I suppose it was it was a warning, a warning signal to everyone that kind of we're back and probably better than ever. And it was a kind of a forecast of what was coming to that Ireland final, really. 
it, it was, and I suppose it was um, a statement, um, lads, it's game on now. The joke is over. And um, it, it probably gave Cork a, a, a false, uh, you know, it, 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 um, Cork, Cork on that particular day, if you remember, there were short a number of players, frontline players. And, of course, they, they probably used that, like, as, as the reason for... Um, for the shoddy performance, and um, like uh, Kim Kingston after the game was protesting strongly that that um, that uh, that the players they were all injured and they probably were, um, you know. Um, but like um, you know, it, it was a difficult game for both teams. Now Cork came to the Gaelic grounds on that particular evening with two wins and a draw under their belts. Like and look to be on course to to um, at least share the league. Now to the Gunter final, if had they done had they won it, because they would have been playing them, um, they would have been playing Kilkenny. But um, they, they 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 came with 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 that chance, and they haven't won the league since um, I think nineteen ninety eight, Jack. Yeah, it's definitely the nineties anyway. Yeah, nineteen ninety eight, and um, they had a chance of winning the league and of of well coming out of the group um, at that stage, and but they were seriously seriously overturned, you know. And um, all right, people weren't reading too much into it. There was the, the the usual narrative: the league and championship are totally different. Cork were short five or six players, or whatever they were short, that it would have no bearing in what would happen in Turles and whenever it happened in June. And um, but it had a bearing, and a big bearing. But um, and and had a bigger bearing altogether than what happened in Croke Park in August, you know. Yeah. So, like, um, I suppose Limerick's campaign really took off there. Um, they they yeah. they they had um, they, they were suddenly they ended up with five points in the league, which didn't look likely at one stage, considering they had one out of six. So they had, they now had five out of ten. So they, they moved on to the championship in a good place, and there's nothing I I, I you know in hindsight, um, there is nothing like the confidence of a win. Now you'll always say it is it is very very difficult to beat a team twice in the same year, and mm. even more difficult still to beat them three times. But that's what Limerick did to Cork in 2021, which is which is most unusual. And um, yeah, like it, 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 it was um, uh, that that was the Limerick turned the corner that evening in the Gaelic grounds, I think. And um, yeah, not that not that they were ever gonna wear anything, but um, I, I think John Kiley, you know, in the absence of of the the um, monster scene or hurling league, which he didn't have to try out players, he was doing a bit of experimenting here and there. And and um, uh, running the rule over fellas and giving them a chance and all that sort of thing. So it, it started coming together from there, and it, it came together just at the right time for um As I say, uh, the the whole plan. Well, you can put down the plan and paper all you like, but getting the plan executed—that's where the secret is, and that's where John Kiley, Paul Kinnerk, and their management team really did a fantastic job. Yeah, I suppose for Limerick coming into the league, it would have been talks of three in a row. And once, once that went out the window to last to Galway, or I suppose at Water, really, it was kind of a case of let's get our house in order. And that's what they did. But against Cork in the month championship, um, in Turles, Matt, 
Limerick started well and then Cork hit back with a goal and there was a crucial moment um, with a penalty for, for Cork and Peter Casey, right here wrongly, was, was given, there was a penalty given away, away against Peter and he was sent into the bin. So Cork had a chance to go five clear with a, with a man extra for 10 minutes heading into the half and Nicky Quaid, and I know we've been talking about All-Stars in a while and I know we think Nicky should have got one and we've, we've made our case for Nicky and look, it is what it is, but how crucial was Nicky's save on Patrick Horgan, because 10 minutes later, Limerick are two goals ahead going into the half. I should was crucial, absolutely crucial, and um, probably nearly as crucial as he said from Hannity in 2018. Um, probably, yeah, You know, but, but, but that's Nicky Quaid, that's his trademark, you know, so um, I don't know why we're surprised, you know, um, um, like, but it, absolutely crucial. Is 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 what I would say absolutely crucial because had Cork gone five points ahead, I'm not saying that Cork would probably have won, um, but they would probably have asked Limerick more searching questions. Yeah. But if, if 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 you remember after that when Limerick got a couple of goals, Jack, like at no stage in the second half did it look like we were going to have anything other than a Limerick victory. Yeah, and I think there's eight, there's eight points in the finish. Yeah, two twenty-two to one seventeen. I suppose the team at that stage was at a level. You were thinking if they can get a lead, and um, they can kind of hold up anyone. But then again, Tipperary at half time it's two sixteen to twelve. What's the thinking there, Matt? Well, my thinking was we were in serious trouble. Um, could you see a way back, honestly? Uh, I, if I'm honest, I couldn't. With the way Tipperary were playing. Yeah. Um, like the only bit of crumb of consolation I got was that, um, you know, everything was going right for Tipperary. Like if, if they hit the ball towards their own goal to nearly go over the Limerick Park, it was one of those days. Yeah. You know, um, Jason Ford was on fire. Um, but I, I certainly knew that there was going to be a, a performance in Limerick in the second half, but whether it was enough to over, uh, over, um, um, turn, um, Ten points or not? I certainly had misgivings at halftime. And then there were misplaced misgivings, I have to say, because like by the second water break, you know, the, the, the whole thing had not changed; it had transformed. Yeah, I suppose trying some of that third quarter from Limerick because we we saw like at the time you would have said that was the best quarter of Ireland you've ever seen. Now, obviously, since then, God Ireland final probably beats that, but. How score Tipperary one ten to a point when you're probably in a low position as a player, nothing's going right for you, everything's going right for the opposition, as you said. Like it's really hard to turn a tide, but Limerick not only turned the tide, but I don't know how to just transform it all together. And then it's it's one twenty two to two seventeen at the end of the third quarter, um, and then obviously with Kyle's goal yet to come. But that third quarter performance, Matt, um another kind of indicator of where this Limerick team were at at the time and were headed. Jack, that's why I really dreaded this podcast. <laughs> I, I really dreaded it because like, there, there, there is so much to discuss about and so much good to discuss. Not just positive, but good. Absolutely excellent to discuss yeah. about. Like, because like, you, you, you take the third quarter against Tipperary, you take the, you take the, 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 the All-Ireland final First half, second half, take the entire semi-final against Waterford, which they cruised through. Let's let's call a spade a spade. And Waterford didn't lay a glove on them. 
Um, you know, where do you start? And as I said at the start, and where do you finish? Um, look, uh, that that third quarter was just absolutely limerick at their absolutely marauding best, and uh, we know what their best is now. And um, certainly, um, look, other other managements and other teams, they 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 still they will still have a lot of catching up to do with with the sheer commitment, fitness, skill, and above all, the physicality of this Limerick team. And I mean physicality in the right sense of the word. Like, you're dealing with a bunch of absolutely super motivated, highly motivated athletes, as good as that has been in any code, Jack. And, um, like, we never thought... We're pinching ourselves, Jack. And we have ourselves pinched, pinched black at this stage um, to, to believe that it is true. But it is. It is true. And um, this this is a super, super team. And, and we need to enjoy it. Yeah, it, it is a super team. And you you mentioned that semi-final and just cruised past Waterford. Uh, again, Nicky Quaid made a couple of saves when... I suppose Waterford tried to put pressure on, but as you said, couldn't lay a glove and then made that All-Ireland final and so many moments that we tweaked already. And look, you don't want to dwell too much, but if I had to put it to you, which was better, the, I suppose, third quarter of the Munster final or the first half in the All-Ireland final? I would say probably I would have to opt for the Munster final because Limerick's title was on the line. Yeah. I that's I would I would go to that was usually important, Jack. Yeah, like just... the, the the stakes were seriously high. You were ten points down, but it gave us a. It, we're used to Limerick winning games from the front, and yeah. we're used to we're used to Limerick winning games from being slightly behind. But this gave us a new sense, and it 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 showed a new dimension to this Limerick team, in that they can win a game from a long way back. Yeah, two sixteen to twelve. I'll say it again and by and half time by the third quarter they're up by two. Like South score team by twelve points. Team like Tipperary in the Munster final is is just madness. And that completed the three in a row match of Munster titles. And we had we'd waited a, like we'd waited a while between um ninety-six and thousand thirteen. And then we were waiting again five years after or six years after that to nineteen. So to put three back to back in a county that has no weak teams when you have Cork, Tipperary, Clare and Waterford. At all times, one of those teams is going to be strong, if not a couple of them. So to win it in the round robin in 19, to win it then in knockout in 2020 and 21, like, it just shows the greatness of this Limerick team in the context of the month's championship. It it, it, it it goes to show the, the, the greatness of him. And in 2020, as I said, it nailed a couple of fallacies that um, uh, the, the, there was the talk going around in 2018 that, that the round robin suited Limerick and all this sort of a thing. Um, <coughs> I think Limerick laid that, to, laid that ghost to rest anyway in 2020 when they won it in the knockout, you know. And yeah. um, again, won it in the knockout again in in in. 2021, and dare I say, um, it, it 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 would take a brave man to bet against them winning it in the round robin in 2021 or 2022. So, um, yeah, ab ab absolutely, it you know, send on the format, whatever it is, 
Limerick will adapt to it. That seems to be the message. Yeah, and Limerick just seem like obviously there's, there's going to be a small bit of bias, but they just seem so physically ahead of every team, and also the skill levels of the players of that size. Like a player like Garrod Hegarty, who's so fast, so strong, so tall, shouldn't have a touch like a cushion is on the end of his hurley. The likes of Keen Lynch, the players we've, like a player like we've never ever seen before. Kyle Hayes at wing back is like a cheat code. Sean Finn, the cornerback, like Rolls Royce, best defender in the game by by a mile. Like the riches that John Kylie has at, at his disposal and the age profile of the team. Like it would obviously be brilliant from a Liverpool point of view if this happened continued for a long time, but there is good signs there that this won't stop. There is good signs, and you miss the important element. We have the skill and we have the passion and all that. But, Jack, we have the motivation. And these players have the motivation. And and you know from meeting them that um, most of them now have three All-Ireland medals. Jack, they're one bit satisfied. They want more. The hunger, the hunger, the hunger. But, you see, these lads have grown up. You know, listening to the 45 years and and all this sort of thing. And I think Tom Morrissey put it into context. Was it in 2018 or 2019? And when we're, they were talking about the legacies of the 30s and all that sort of thing. And he said, we're making our own legacy, you know. And by God, they are. And um, like they, 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 they've moved all barriers where Limerick teams haven't gone before. We had a great team in the 60s, 30, uh, in the 30s, uh, All-Ireland champions, 34, 36, 19, 40. Like we've three and four years now. You know, yeah. that, that, that will give you a sense of of, of the of the type of um, of age that we, that that we are living through now with with, with this Limerick team. But the, the the one thing that 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 has struck me all the time is 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 um, is the sense of motivation, Jack. And mm. you know, it, it it will give you an idea of the type of individuals that John Kiley has assembled around him in this squad. When you see their attitude when they go back to their clubs, you know, these are guys that have done it in the top stage. Like that, these are the guys that have done the, the third quarter against Tipperary. These are the guys that have done the first half against Cork in the All Ireland final on Hurling's biggest stage. But by God, when it comes to delivering for their clubs, Jack, they're doing it as well, which is a fantastic sign of the guys. Yeah, another great sign of the players is they're all very down to earth um, players. They a load of All Ireland medals at their at their disposal, a load of monster titles, and they're I presume they're still the exact same as as they were in, in 2018 before that. But there's one name you mentioned in there that you have to touch on, and, and that's Chan Kiley, Matt, because like without him, this probably doesn't happen. Like I know the academy system is there, and that has yielded these players, the likes of Keen Lynch, Sean Finn, Tom Marcy, Barnash, are all the same age, all came through the same team, and they're all kind of around the same age profile. But John Kiley has knitted us all together and you couldn't have done a better job. No, John is the glue. Absolutely the glue. He he has brought it together, glued it, and he's the he's the glue that keeps it all together. A, an absolutely incredible man manager, an absolutely humble man. And and um Absolutely. There is no words, um, uh, Jack, that, that you or I or anyone could say that would pay full credit or the credit that he deserves to John Kiley. He has, he has lifted this county. He has taken this county to a place that we only dreamt of. 
that uh, to a place where we sat back in awe and watched Kilkenny going in such a place and to think that he has taken us there and keeping us there. Like, his record is phenomenal. You know, he's a four times All-Ireland winning manager. Three senior and one under 21. Yeah. No, he's a four times Munster championship winning manager. He's um, what? Uh, two times league winning manager. You know? Like, <laughs> check. <laughs> You can't but smile and then laugh at it all. And it was Jonathan. I look, Jack. Um, as I said, we've ourselves pinched black. So, um, um it, it's so surreal, really. And John is a pioneer of all this because when Limerick were getting hammered by Tipperary in 2009 in Crow Park, John actually rang the county board like he went about, like, this needs to change. And just over a decade later, he has changed it so much for Limerick. And I suppose the, the people around him. Joe Connor started this strength and condition journey for this current side. Mikey Kiley has done an excellent job. Um, they've both obviously moved on now, but like the, the physical condition of these players is immaculate. Caroline Courage, is there any coincidence that the year that she wasn't there, that we didn't win the All-Ireland? I don't know. And Paul Kinnorkton as well, I think, deserves a mention. As the Look, he's... He, he, like. Jack, he's, his secret is that he has... Wherever there's a deficit in the backroom team, he goes and gets the best. And, um, you know, the, the, the cohesion behind it, behind the team, is absolutely second to none. He has assembled, just as he has assembled a fantastic team on the field, he has assembled a fantastic team behind it. And, um, like, um, he, he's the type of guy that when you hear these um, uh, giving interviews and when 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 he um, um, when when praise has been lavished in his direction, he's very very quick to share it around, very very quick and very very humble to share share it around. But John has done an absolutely fantastic job on off on the field with his players, off the field with his management team. But Jack, John Kiley is a fantastic ambassador. For all things Limerick. Yeah. He, he, he's a credit to, to his club, first and foremost, out in Galilee, but also to, to, to Limerick in general. And, and, to, it, and, to, his, and to, his, to his family. You know, it, yeah. it's absolutely fantastic. And John is the man that loses altogether, but then you have to talk about the players, Matt, individually. And I suppose they were recognised at the All-Stars, smashed the previous record of nine, which they matched in 2020. Um, with 12 selections this year, um, just at the head, Sean Finn, Byron Ash in the fullback line. The middle eight was all Limerick, so you had Daniel Burns, Declan and Kyle Hayes, William O'Donoghue, and Darrell Donovan getting their first midfield. And then Groot Hegarty, Tom Morris, and Keane Lynch make up the half hard line for the second successive year. And then there was first for Shane Flanagan and Peter Casey. Now, obviously, we spoke in depth about the three boys that didn't make it Nicky Quaid, Dan Morrissey, and Aaron Gillan. And I, I don't know how you leave them out. To be fair, they were all exceptional year, and we we spoke about that. Um, in depth. I, I I don't I I certainly don't know either, Jack. And and the further we move out from it, the harder I find the the harder I find to explain it. Yeah. You know, and the it, more it, I the more look, Jack. The more I reflect on it, the more annoyed I become. Absolutely. Yeah, if anyone wants to hear that in, a, in one of our previous podcasts. Podcast, I think it was 165. Maybe we were talking about the All Stars. If you want to get the full thing there, we don't need to be 
rehashing it now, but three individuals were nominated for Hurl of the Year, so I think it's fair to just talk about them for a few minutes. Um, we'll start with Stefan himself, Keane Lynch, and we won't talk too much because we always talk about Keane Lynch, but now he's he's two-time Hurl of the Year, he's three senior All-Irelands, three Munsters, two leagues, two under-21 All-Irelands, two under-21 Munsters, two Munster Minors, two Fitzgibbon Cups, two Hartley Cups, three All-Stars, and man the match in this year's at Ireland final. He, <laughs> you said he's the greatest ever. Um, just make your case there again. Thank you. You've, ju you've, just, you've just made my point for me. Yeah. You've just made it. And Thank you. Oh, two county titles with Patrick Swell as well. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for making yeah. my point. <laughs> he's just, he's the, just different. The, 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 the listeners will be saying, that's O'Callaghan waffling on again. Thanks for making the point for me, Jack. <laughs> Yeah, we'll leave it there. Keelidge, um totally deserves hurler of the year. Absolutely. The best, definitely in the country at the moment, possibly of all time. Um, just a joy to watch. He's so No, 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 no possibility about that, Jack. <laughs> but he beat those two fellow Limerick players that probably in any given year would have been very worthy winners, and they were worthy winners. But um, could we start with Kyle Hayes? Or we go on to Kyle Hayes. We started the podcast talking about his goal. But overall, like, to have probably your most dangerous player at wing back, you probably would have said, oh, John Coyley and Paul Kinnert are mad. But now everyone's thinking, how do we mark that halfback? It's amazing, really. <laughs> yeah, ab absolutely incredible. And and those sorties he makes down the wing, you know, and God help anybody that's in the way, you know. So <laughs> it's, he's looking for a clear way ahead of him. Or if he doesn't, he makes it very quickly. You know, absolutely fantastic. And you're absolutely right, Jack, in your in your uh, summation there of, uh, at the outset when, where you said that in any other given year, these lads would have been shooing for, yeah. for horror of the year, you know. And um, it, it just gives you a sense of the abundance of riches um, that, that, that this Limerick team is all about. And it, it gives you a sense of, of what they have achieved. It's just simply phenomenal. Like Sean Finn, four All-Stars yeah, yeah, yeah. in a row. He has nearly a, a medal to match every one of Keane Lynch's, possibly except Harty and, and County medals, you know? Yeah, um, but he has an intermediate with Brough, but yeah. He has. You know, the most consistent defender, he, he's been the All-Star cornerback. Um, in for in, in each of the last four years, Jack, you know, I I, I would go over, I I'd go as far as saying, and I'd stand over it, probably the best defender in the country for the last four years. In each of the last four years, yeah, he's, he's he makes any, he makes defending just, look so say, easy. Like Sean, Finn, Sean Finn is guaranteed an all star if he plays. Really, that's the standard he's at. It was never a question in. 18, 19, 20, 21 was Sean Finn getting out there. As long as he's on the field, he's the best defender in the game by a mile. And I suppose it's, it's, no, it's no coincidence that Limerick's breakthrough kind of happened with those kind of players. Like, 96 was a great year for Limerick with Finn Lynch, um, Galan, Morrissey, uh, Nash, like all 96. I was born 96 as well. I'd like to just find that out. But I'm not doing what these boys are doing. But it's just, unheard of to have that group core group of players to come through like Flanagan, Casey are 97, Kyle is 98, I'm sure I'm missing players but just that core group all around one age and you make that point there and I made it about um, Finn and Hayes could have been harder dear this year Tom Morrissey 
could have well have been hurdle of the year last year. Only Grod Hegarty got it. So there's so many hurdle of the year candidates coming from one team. Like it's an abundance of riches to which we've never seen before. Absolutely, ab- ab- absolutely, and um, you know uh, that, that that's why I'm a slight annoyed with the All Stars. But um, you know, I, I I just don't want to dwell on it anymore, Jack, because um, you know uh, Limerick deserves 15 All Stars, and people you you included, Jack, were laughing at me when you asked me how many All Stars Limerick would get, and I said 15, and there was you know I I I, I was more than a little serious about that, Jack. You know, yeah, well, they are. Because, all the like, we, 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 we've gone, we've gone through, and we're focused on the three that didn't get it, and we have made compelling cases as to why they should. Yeah, and I suppose in a way, the three that didn't get it, it it's it's probably easier to because the five newbies that got it all were so deserving, and the three that didn't get it have got all there. So that's Limerick's fifteen to start the Ireland final. Every one of those has had an all star, which is incredible, and then you have. Rich English and Graham McKay off the bench, which are also out there. It's just, yeah. it's very hard to see who can break into this Limerick team. And I think we were talking about the club championship in a while. You see some of the players in the club championship and you're like, how aren't they getting on this Limerick team? And then you realise just how good it is. But the production line, Matt, is looking quite well. Um, I suppose the Miners were beaten by Cork, a very strong Cork team. And there's no doubt the Cork are coming. They have very good teams. So to lose them, is no harm, and the under 20s lost the cart in the, the Munster final as well after beating Clare. Very unlucky now. Very unlucky. And I just want to name out the starting 15, really, Matt, because I mean, we're going to be seeing these players, and I suppose I'll name out the subs as well because we're going to be seeing these players, um, an awful lot down the year. So, you know, Jung O'Neill from Belly Brown in goal, that's outfield for the junior team, is next in goalie. Chris Thomas, um, in cornerback, I've mentioned him an awful lot. Padraig Harton is a brilliant player, fullback, Mike Keane there. Then the halfback line. No, bad, but before you go from Patrick Hartnett, he's going to be exposed now to Fitzgibbon Cup hurling with UCC, which is going to be very important for him. Yeah, I suppose a lot of players in this team probably will. Um, Carl Cochran, Emma McAvoy, and Carl Bryan, the halfback line. Jimmy Quilty, who's been brilliant for Black Rack for the last two years, and Carl Downs, midfield. Dermot Hegarty, brother of the road. Carl O'Neill, who has not had a middle at his disposal. Adam English, who we've Wax lyrical about this year. Brian Nix from Newcastle, Aidan O'Connor, Ronan Fox from the Subs, Eaton Hurley, Fergal O'Connor, another one from FN, Patrick Kirby, Patrick and Eddie Stoke. Like, though all those guys are making the senior team for most counties in Ireland, it's just what's in front of them. But, like, I talk about that, that year of 96, like, whatever that under 20 team, that's all one. Like, the quality is just immense and limerick. Absolutely immense. Like when 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 you when you name it like that, and you haven't you haven't mentioned Patrick O'Donovan at all. Um, no. Who um who um, um it was eligible for under twenty one, but didn't go for it that, um this year. Um, when and he, he he's going to be exposed to colleges hurling, but not to the Fitzgibbon Cup as he's in UL now. But um um yeah, there's there's an absolute abundance of talent. But we've we've seen it there during 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 the championship. Um. We we saw Chris Thomas at first hand against them um, in with with Dawn Seners and we saw him more recently um in, in a new position at fullback um when they completed three in a row in the Premier Under 21 championship. We saw Carl McRain as well 
he's an, an, another one of them. Um, Dermot Higgett here had a fantastic year with St. With Patrick's. Yeah, albeit it was at junior level, but um, nevertheless, um, you know, but that there, um, Adam English, what do we say about Adam English, Cahal O'Neill, Colin Coughlin? And Jack, what's what's very significant as well is that they're all under, uh, eligible for under twenty one again next year, this year, or twenty twenty two. So it's, it's a great, it's a great time for Limerick that the, the production line isn't isn't ceasing anytime soon. And no, we could talk, we could talk about the county the county team. All Jimmy Jimmy Quilty now is another player that ha has been absolutely absolutely fantastic, absolutely fantastic with them. Um, He's he's his college skull Paul, who who were beaten in in um, who were beaten in in the Munster College's C final, um, and he was absolutely outstanding. He translated that into um, um, uh, some excellent performances with Limerick Miners, and Jack he had a fantastic game this two fantastic games against Clare and Cork in this year's Under Twenty One Championship, plus. Yeah, Jimmy was an outstanding player with Black Rock, and uh, it, 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 Jimmy Quilty is another player that, that 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 you add to the list of players that that's, that's seriously coming through, you know. Yeah, and there's some more like the um, O'Brien, Vince Harrison, these guys with the minor team, Lee Lynch. Um, Absolutely, the list goes goes on and on. But we could talk about the, the county team at nausea. And you, you can. What about Oshin O'Reilly making a comeback? What about Michal Hulahan making a breakthrough? You know? Yeah, we, and that's a nice segue into the county championship because I do want to talk about the hurling because it was another exceptional county championship and you probably wouldn't have picked out Kilmallock at the start. And if you'd seen him in the first two games, you definitely wouldn't have picked him out to be county champions. But they they came like a train and once they got going against Sue, I suppose winning against South Liberties was the real catalyst. But I suppose in the grand scheme of things, Kilmallock's, I suppose, dismissal of Middleton is a nice way to, to describe it because they just destroyed the car champions. Is another indication of where Limerick Hurling is at was when you compare it to the other counties and in the Munster Club Championship. Yeah, ab absolutely. In many ways, the the the, the Kilmallock Middleton game mirrored the All Ireland final, and mm. it, it, it 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 probably mirrored the disparity um, between both counties. Even though we'll say uh, Corsi um, uh, defeated Mungret only by a point. And and um, after extra time and and um, Bally Giblin beat 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 Caroline by two points was it or point or two anyway, Ooh. and um, it, it just gives you an idea of where 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 Limerick clubs are at. And um, you're right at the at the outset of the Limerick Championship, I do I don't honestly think myself included, and I, I you know I'm a great fan of what Kilmallock have done over the years, um, and I've seen it at first hand. Um, they would have been on very many people's radar as potential winners of the um, of the of the Limerick Senior Hurling Championship, and I'd say there'd be whatever few people's radar they were on um, before the championship started. At the end of the group stages, I'd say they they would have been on nobody's radar because they they they, they just struggled to get over Barry Brown. They were beaten, they were beaten by a goal by Napierschik. But if you reflect on the Napierschik game, Jack. Um, they, they were beaten by 10 points by Napierschik. And this, this seemed to condition an awful lot of people's thinking about Kilmallock. But if you reflect on it, and hindsight is in the, uh, nearly a perfect science, um, mm. they, they were only three points down with three minutes to go. But they suffered a late, um, they were on the receiving end of a late flurry from, from, from um, 
from the piercing. At that point, the game could have gone either way. The game was on a knife edge. So, yeah. you know, all right, they were beaten by 10 points by the piercing. You could say, ah, that's, that's Kilmallock gone, you know. But it really wasn't. And, um, like, when we, when, when we talk about Kilmallock, um, you know, we seem to forget about the vast array of experienced players that they have who are still mm. doing it. And I'm, I'm, I'm talking about them. Um, I'm talking about the O'Loughlin's who are fantastic. Philip O'Loughlin has had a marvellous year, as has Mark. You, you, you've Gavin O'Mahony, you've Paddy O'Brien, you've Graham Mull. Like, mm. they, these guys, they, 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 they haven't anything to prove to anybody. Robbie Egan. And then you've you, this, this Barry Hennessy. Adam Costello, then you have this new crew coming through. And and, and what I saw this year in, in Kilmallock, and um, you, you, you'd be talking about your team leaders and your existing team leaders, and you'd be saying to yourself, where are the team leaders coming? The new leaders coming. And um, yes, the new players are coming, but are the new leaders coming? The answer in Kilmallock's case is yes. None more so than Robbie Hanley. Yeah, he's, who's after an in, absolutely incredible three games um, in, on the biggest stage, county semi-final, county final, Munster Championship. Like Michal Houlihan. You have the reinvention of Oshin O'Reilly. Um, you have the emergence of Kieran O'Connor at centre-half back. You know, um, I, 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 I was wondering, you know, you, you wonder why we wondered. That that Kilmallock did 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 uh, did eventually emerge, but you know, um, analysis of 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 their team and and who they have at their disposal would suggest that they should be. Yeah, like like when you, as you said, hindsight is twenty twenty. Um, you were foolish to rule them out, but they have been exceptional. And um, Carolina, I suppose, were the same in the junior championship. Kind of came from nowhere. I'm a worthy winners over St. Kieran's in the final. But I suppose in the Premier Intermediate ranks, I think Mungrus, everyone would have picked Mungrus to win it. And they did just that. And they won it relatively comprehensively in the end. I think they beat Capmore 417 to 112 um, in the, the Premier Intermediate final. And it makes for a fascinating senior V group next year. Um, the likes of Bally Brown, Kalina Palace Kennedy won the County Cup in the first year. Back up, Munger are now in there, Gareth Bland, Blackrock. Um, some brilliant, brilliant teams in that grade. Um, and then on the flip side of it, in the team championship, Adair went so close to, to beating um, Patrick Swell. And on the same day, so Liberty's pushed Kilmallock all the way. So that gap is closed as well, which is another good sign for Limerick Hurling. It is a very good sign. Like um, uh, we, we, we had we had two very special days, um, two very special double headers, Jack. And... Mm. Um, where, where it gave you a sense of where Limerick Hurling really was, and that was the day of the two quarterfinals and the two semifinals. Like they, yeah. they, they were huge, huge games, as was the county final, of course. But mm. um, and the lead up to the county final, why we should be surprised that we got a very excellent county final? We had got a foretaste of it on the double jack, on on, on the previous weeks. Um, in in the quarterfinals and 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 semifinals, and certainly you you would be hoping with the performances of of um, South South Liberties as as you said that 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 um, uh, and the day are 
that that um, that the gap is closing, and I I, I have a sense that it it, it it probably is closing, and um, that that was the original objective in in the in the first place that you know get fellas to play at their own level in the group phases, and then be then, then be prepared for the knockout, and um, uh, what it needs what it needs Jack is 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 um, is a team that will emerge from section B and win a quarter final. That will confirm yeah. that that it has arrived. I think we're at a good a good stage there with the teams I mentioned previously. In a hand, in Iran are still in, in the top grade as well. But you'd like to see themselves and Adair probably push in the group stages and, and get over the line. But it was well. It, it was a brilliant twenty twenty one um, hurling campaign for the Limerick Championship. I suppose in Komogi, after a very I suppose poor, for want of a better word, twenty twenty. We saw the re-emergence of the Limerick Camogie teams in 2021. Um, Pat Ryan took over both sides. Um, Pat won't be the manager next year. He did a fantastic job this year. We'll have John Lillis. But the senior side showed what they were capable of with that performance against Kilkenny. But unfortunately, they didn't get to that quarterfinal, which is the goal. And the junior side are very unlucky then in a semi-final. But when we needed stability in the Camogie side, that's what we got this year. And next year, you'll be looking to build on it. <clears throat> you would, Jack, absolutely, and um, there, there, there were a couple of very, very notable and very, very encouraging performances during the year, Jack. Um, first round of the league um, against Clare in in, in Ennis, um well, was a very, very notable performance. As was the first round of the championship against Wexford in 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 Newcastle West, um, when Wexford got a goal to win the match from a free. The last puck of the game, and the puck out was blew the final whistle. Limerick came that near to beating Wexford on that day. They lost to Tipperary subsequently, and um, were facing into a potential um, relegation fight when they travelled to Bor. And what a day that was! Um, they dug out an excellent, an excellent result, and certainly um, a, Pat Ryan has brought stability. And has has laid the foundations going forward for John Lillis to build on. Now Pat Ryan managed the junior and the senior teams. I understand there's going to be separate managements this coming year, as you mm -hmm. said. John Lillis is managing the senior team. Now the junior team um, uh, did quite well, beaten in the semi final of the league by Wexford in Bor, and then beaten by Armagh in the All Ireland semi final. So. You know that 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 there was there there are signs that there, there are players coming through. So um and we saw the emergence of Anya Cunningham, um, who played in the fourth round of the junior league, um, against Clare and lit up Kilmallock that particular day and immediately was fast tracked onto the senior team, and has dovetailed very very nicely into the senior team. And become a crucial member of it, and um, so like de de definitely, um, it 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 it, it was a very very good year for for Limerick Komogi. Well, it was a, a much better year for Limerick Komogi mm. in that 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 things have been stabilised and won a couple of games at minor and under sixteen, which is which is very 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 promising, and. Um, uh, beaten in the All Ireland under sixteen semi final was it by Tipperary. Um, had beaten Clare in the quarterfinal. Was it by Kilkenny? They were beaten. Like I don't remember. I, f I forget now. I'm getting mixed up between 16s and minors. But um, 
Um, look, there, 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 there's a lot of activity going on at uh, underage camogie in Limerick and an awful lot of positivity surrounding it and and um, an awful lot of very, very, very hard and good work being put in. And it all augurs very, very well for the future, Jack. Uh, and um, obviously we'll be seeing these players coming through to the senior team in, in, in um, and the junior team in, in the coming years. But overall, I think um, uh, they had a new officer board this year. Um, you now they, they came in with a bit of experience. You'd Grace McNamara, former player, um, Sheila Minahan, um, Fiona Hickey um, uh, came came onto, on, onto the officer board, and certainly um, uh, overall, they will look back with satisfaction, Jack, on the year's performance. Yeah, and I suppose on a kind of a, a local front end. Um, we spoke about Mona Gay in depth in the football part of this, but I suppose Mona Gay, football and Newcastle Hurling are kind of one in the same when it comes to women's sport. And Newcastle avenged the last, in 2020, suffered a hand to Khalidi, beating them. And Captain Moore as well got over the line after losing in 2020. So a bit of redemption in the Camogie Championships and, and a lot of great players we saw and, and great days. And you mentioned as well the Camogie final doubleheader. It was a brilliant day in the Gaelic Grounds. It was a brilliant day, absolutely, and um, a brilliant day for brilliant day for Newcastle West in, in that they completed the double and they avenged the, the defeat of last year. But uh, Kilidi didn't roll over, Jack. Um, no. They 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 bitterly defended they bitterly defended their title and they bitterly defended their ambition to complete two in a row. But it wasn't to be a, on 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 the day like that. Um, um, it, it, it was just Newcastle West stand. Um, I, you know, but they're, they're, they're going to be involved early in the new year now in the Munster Championship when they have to go to Borges to Hara. Um, they have to travel there. Now I, I don't know the um, the day of the of, of the county final. The understanding was that Newcastle West were going to be at home in Newcastle West to declare champions. So wherever that. Um, misinformation or whatever it came out of but the, the, the fact of the matter is early in the new year they're, they're, they're travelling to play the temporary champions and we miss them the best of luck and, and look they, 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 they don't have any fears Jack they, they, mm. they, they have momentum behind them and the players that that um, uh, that, that are the jewel stars they, they, they will have the momentum of a very very creditable um, Munster Clubs Championship performance in the current year behind them, so you know it 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 it, it augurs quite 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 well for them. And um, uh, Kappa Moore came through with the second attempt. It's it's very very good to see uh, um, the, the 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 emergence of a team like Mona Lean. Mm-hmm. And um, who went in, you'd have to say, to the intermediate finalist rank outsiders, but certainly pushed Kappa Moore all the way. And then you you you'd have to say about. Adair, Jack, who won yeah. the um, who won the um, junior, the junior A championship, and um, like we had we had memorable performances that day by Sophie O'Callaghan, Kiva Costello, Lauren Ryan, um, all players for the future, and of course Ashling Connolly, two times All Star, former okay. Galway player playing at full forward, um. You know, a fantastic display against and be very, very, very big crowd in F in that particular day for that. And then we had the emergence of Dune as the Juno B champions. And I suppose spare a thought for for um sixty-two-year-old Pauline McCarthy, who came within four points of completing um Limerick, Hur- Camogie and football double with St. Elbys. 
yeah, one of the, one of the stories of the year. But we we had a great, we had brilliant championships, club championships in Harland, Camogie. We had an unreal senior championship for the Limerick Intercounty side. But I put you on the spot here, Matt. And if you could just pick out one moment from the year or what springs to mind when you think about 2021 in, in regards to Limerick, Harland, or Camogie. The Kyle Hayes goal. Yeah, <laughs> I I put it up on Twitter and it was a unanimous decision for me personally. I missed that final. I was away that weekend, so I only I only saw on television. So there obviously is that difference being there. I just think um, Gerard Hegarty's first goal, um, in the All Ireland final, um, that bit of magic from Keane Lynch, obviously a brilliant finish from Gerard. But just to be in a stadium with forty thousand people and just to be so engrossed in a hurling game, not to worry about. What's going on in the outside world and just being co Park to see Limerick in our final day after 2020, it looked like we might get there. So just to be there in person was incredible. But a year filled with so many moments, Matt. And look, 2022 is only around the corner. We're going to have um, Munster Harland Cup action um, in the second weekend of January. So we won't have long to go around 2021, but it was a very memorable one for Limerick Harland. Very, very memorable one. And as you said, Jim, we're, we're heading into a very, very busy period in, in January because we're going to have Kilmallock involved in the um, in the Munster Clubs final um, and, and the possibility of a semi-final with, with Ballyhale Shamrocks. Um, and you're going to have a, you're going to have a raft of, of, of players involved with the various colleges in the Fitzgibbon Cup, which starts in mid-January. You're going to have the Munster Senior League and you're going to have um, Art School Reach and other Limerick colleges involved in the concluding stages of, of the post-primary schools colleges championships. So like that, there's plenty of hurling to be. It might be only January, Jack, but there is plenty of exciting hurling coming down the line and football. Yeah, and then in February and the end of January with the National Football League starting, and then the first weekend of February with the hurling. So um, we won't have long to wait. 20, 29th of January, I think, Jack Longford are in the Gaelic grounds. Yeah, I think it's the 6th of February. Um, we travel to Parky Creek for a rematch of the Iron final. But until then, Matt, I suppose over the Christmas. Oh, no, we trade the league, we travel to Wexford. Oh, Wexford, sorry, I'm thinking of the Monster Championship. But um, for now, anyway, we'll look back on a. And a memorable 2021. Um, huge credit goes out to all the sides for representing their county and, and doing it so well. And at the end of the day, 2021, we remember for Limerick as All-Ireland Senior Hurling Championship champions. And there's not much better than that, Matt, is there? No, that isn't. Yeah. That isn't. That isn't. Yeah. The only thing is 2022 Limerick All-Ireland champions for Todd Diamorow. Yeah, sounds a small bit better. But for now, um, I suppose... Everyone enjoy uh, the rest of their Christmas holidays uh, and we wish everyone a happy new year. Please, that'll be as prosperous as 2021 when it comes to the J front. Can I concord with all that, Jack? You can, of course. We'll leave it at that. The impression the game we get all with what you put into is like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? It just about kept in. Oh, well done, Shawnee Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me find out there from the war court today. No more about him. They made all the run that was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact that it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? 
sympathy in this game for anybody.